time I, I come across somebody that's just really boring and lame, it's like, DEMON! <laughs> <laughs> person there's many things i wish i didn't do but i continue learning (laughs) i never can quite describe a brew but not so with our commander show that i just want you to know (laughs) i found a reason for me to be able to record when tipsy <laughs> so i'll pass me another few how about another brew all right the reason who was staying <laughs> that was a long one but i did not know you had that kind of range i have to say that is actually a request from nate nate is okay. our, has been I'll giving us nate. a lot of i'm uh, all right with that yeah. yeah so uh the funny thing too is I changed his. He gave me the oh. request. You should probably change it back to what he. Well, the last couple lines when I did it, uh, how to be able to record when tipsy, he had uh, Tracy in there, and so oh. like I even got like Cindy over, and I was like, I don't know what he's talking about, Tracy, and she's like, I think he's trying to talk about his. He said his mother. It was a mother-in-law, so he was oh. saying it like it was his mother-in-law. Oh, I believe. I think Nate. That's what you were trying to say there, because then he sent me an email. It was like, I'll never include your wife and kids and stuff <laughs> like that. So I think he was including his his mother-in-law, gotcha. and I was like, Oh, I get it, because I was like looking up Urban Dictionary. I was like, Do I not know what Tracy means? <laughs> so. Could be just shorthand for Tracy Morgan. <laughs> so, uh, welcome, to Commander Smith. We are the Commander Smith. I am Adam Smith. And I am Lowry Smith. This is episode... Oh, wait. Don't worry. We're bad at this. We're cousins. <laughs> no, we're not. That's not we're what happens after. <laughs> Don't worry. We're bad at this. <laughs> That's going to be the new side slogan. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> we're bad at this. <laughs> I dropped my pen. You did drop your pen. Oh, man. So, yeah. Uh, episode 54, like I was saying. Hey, but... Glad you looked that up. I was singing about another brew. Can you pass me another brew? Oh, yeah. I, I do want Already to have poured. some of this. Uh, this one's called Make IPA Piney Again. This this is probably the quickest we've done this maybe like right after we see the episode that uh we have it what's it from <laughs> where is it from uh oh gosh okay so this says make ip piney again and it- <laughs> ipa piney again yeah that's the name of it <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh it's it a pine cone with, with donald trump hat and hair on it yep it's pretty <laughs> I will tell you. Oh, it's Lupulin. Yeah, Lupulin, which oh, is up nice. the, the road from yeah, here. Yeah, it's in right Big by Lake. my house. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. It's in Big Lake. Big Lake. Okay. Yeah. So it's a, 10 minutes away. Ten, yeah. All right. That's by my house. Everything's all, all 10 I minutes away. All I can tell away. you is that uh, I'm not going to want to drink it for at least another two years after this. <laughs> so. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Mm, tastes shitty. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's like a bitter taste in your mouth joke yeah. somewhere in here too. <clears throat> All right, no right, politics. Let's move on there. Uh, let's get away from that. Uh, so uh, we're gonna try something out on this episode. Um, I wrote a, lo- a love letter to one of my cards yes. that I really like. Yep. Um, and I'm so su- we'll see how that goes. I'm surprised it isn't the card 
it isn't the card that I thought it would be. It isn't Locust God. No, no I thought it was going right. to be Locust God. Uh, and then uh, our next segment after that will be our favorite mechanic. We're both kind of picked out a favorite thing that we like. We'll just kind of talk about it within Commander and why we like it. And then we move into Lower Time with Larry. Yeah, I actually kind of forgot about that too. So yeah, uh, <laughs> they've been posting uh, more articles for the new the guilds from Ravnica Allegiance. I kind of got behind on that, so I'm going to talk about Rakdos today. Well, it, it's interesting coming into what is going to be into the next set. I mean, there's a lot of hype with War of the Spark and all that stuff, so sure. it's kind of nice to And know. I have a feeling none of this works with that. <laughs> no, it, it won't. It does not lead into it at all. No, but it, it is good to hear the background leading up to... What's going on? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we get into, if you haven't heard this week, they made an announcement, Wizards made an announcement about a potential, potential, quote-unquote... Uh, mulligan New rule mulligan rule uh which wouldn't affect us as much but we'll kind of discuss that in that part and we're going to kind of discuss what cards are going to be affected the most so ones that are potentially good specs yeah and then that'll dovetail right into some specs. specs of the week um but first we got to get into i kind of actually wrote out a list of be, things be a little bit more <laughs> yeah. professional now so one thing if you didn't notice we're a day late and why is that uh we're a dollar short and uh, no oh weather so we, we had, had a, kind of like a blizzard a of, warning yeah. we actually were under a blizzard warning which the twin cities doesn't normally get it's normally the outer lane suburbs that can get it maybe yeah. but it normally the twin cities doesn't get the blizzard there warning. Were, down south minnesota interstates are shut down yeah. major roads highways and like if you were outside they were going to ticket you for so driving i had a drift uh, about three feet up on front of my garage this morning like at the, oh, wow. in front of my garage and then at the end of my driveway I took my wife's car because she had off today and I had to go turn in our taxes and all that. We have a tax guy we got to go to. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to gun it with Cindy's car. She has a Chevy Cruze. I bottomed out. <laughs> yeah, I, I got stuck where the front of my the car was still in the garage and the back was bottom out. So I had to call Cindy because I couldn't get out because there's a snow bank. I couldn't get out of the door. And I was like, can you come save me? So she had to come and shovel me out of of the garage so minnesota extreme weather yeah. hits again yeah so we decided to cancel or not cancel just delay things because larry is driving quite a ways and the roads were not the best with the wind conditions and how cold it got it just didn't seem smart to do it so thank you for waiting for us leading into that if you are following us on twitter we gave out a you know oh that was a good segue yeah. i didn't actually know you're going for that <laughs> Uh, but if you follow us on Twitter, you would know that we actually canceled it a day. So that's a couple things with Twitter. Uh, we are doing a couple new things with Twitter as well. We'll share news. We've always done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started last week was... You're starting to post your po- proxy. Proxy that you're of the, So we're going to do a proxy of the week, kind of print or show you what it looks like, the proxy that I made. Not necessarily made that week, but a proxy that I've made mm-hmm. uh, myself. Yeah. Larry's also going to post. Uh, generally, if I'm going to get a beer, I'm going to call the segment uh, Not Sharing with Adam. Yeah, that's not fair. <laughs> I was actually really excited because you put a sour on there. And I was yeah. like, yeah, maybe it was really good. Bringing, it was really good. Ass. So uh, I brought up... Uh, a beer that I got in Phoenix, and it, I can't find it here in Minnesota. I really like it. It's a brewery out in Portland, Oregon called Cascade Brewery. Uh, Thanks brewery. for sharing, you dick. Yeah, not sharing with Adam. That will be on Twitter <laughs> that, for me. I actually like that name. I am crossing that out. I had beer of the week on here, yeah. but now it's going to be called not sharing with Adam. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Uh, and then, as you know, other things in suspects, if we have something we think is going to go. Which you did this week with... Uh, 
that one that we always talk about creator of behemoth yeah that card yeah that one and that's actually kind of lead in foreshadowing not backshadowing my uh one of my specs because it's still it spiked but there's still some deals you can find out there mm-hmm. so that's one reason to follow us on twitter another thing you can do is go to youtube subscribe to us liking our pages subscribing that helps us a ton and it's a free just... support to us like we're we aren't doing any patreon yet which that is in the works but yeah if, well you know the free thing i looked at the page today oh good job yeah. <laughs> homework patreon complete. yeah but youtube <laughs> technically more important at this point yeah so really we the more subscribers we get the more likes and all that stuff the better and if we get enough of them um potentially that can pay us in a way you know make money off of that mm-hmm. um it gets a, the word around for us you know that our show and everything like that the more you like it the um proxy video I don't know. The, the first month, it just was crawling with views. And now it jumps. I know it's not a lot, but it jumps like 20, 40 every other day. So it, it's been actually going quicker than it did in that first month that it was out. I don't know if it's our listeners or if people are actually... I think I think it's gaining listeners for us on the podcast here. So uh, appreciate it if you're in from YouTube land. And YouTube land. Out, yeah. Uh, then the other thing on YouTube, we'll also have battle boxes. You know, we have all yeah. the other videos. The actual visual part. And we're talking with another uh, group. We're trying to start recording games with them. And Which, so that'll be on there too. We don't know what to call it yet. We have battle decks, dueling decks. We don't know what we want to call it yet. If you got a good idea, let us know. Yeah, actually, if you do have a good idea. It'd be nice to incorporate the commander smith somehow but i don't know how you would do that necessarily because it's another podcast that we're gonna play with as well right uh and then the last thing like we've talked about so this is the longest time we've done plugs yeah look at 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 us seven minutes in there but professional this is the first time we'll go through it quicker each week we won't get better at it i promise yeah (laughs) but you know this is kind of just doing the breakdown emails of course you know you can send us songs suggestions specs actually that's what uh nate actually sent some spec ideas this week i'm gonna start calling him aussie nate Aussie Nate. notice that's his that's his name now aussie nate um also decks questions or my favorite if you want to send us something that we were wrong with lowry was wrong (laughs) it's called we were wrong not lowry was wrong (laughs) jesus Uh, and then eventually we will have lowry's gonna be working on our patreon stuff so if you really wanted to support us you can go that route and give us some monies that we can (laughs) yeah we'll we'll set up patreon and uh i promise i'll have it up by next week (laughs) uh and i think i did mention before with the pay- well, we'll go into details what each level will do. When we we'll we'll figure it out once we have it together. Yeah. So, anyways, let's. We should move into our first first segment. The love letter. Uh, the love letter by Lowry. Well, this time it'll be Lowry. We'll have. I'll do some at some point. <laughs> well, sorry. yeah. And also, if you have a card that you want to write a love letter to, email that over to yeah. us. And, and if it's solid, I'll I'll read it. <laughs> Not Adam, just me. Just Lowry. Lowry's the lovely. Yeah. Your Lord this- time with Lowry. <laughs> love letters by Lowry. I think that's actually what it should be. It's alliteration, so it's all it's that's all, all Lowry. You could be Ladam. <laughs> that doesn't work. It does if I don't want to do it. Yeah. All right. So Lowry. Let's let's hear your nice little love letter. All right. Dear Mom, you have protected me for so long as you birthed me into this crazy game called Magic. You went from saving my child of Gaia to becoming a star in Legacy. You can protect so many decks and so many of my sibling players because you are the mom of Magic. Thank you so much, Mother of Ruins, 
for the work you've done to make magic a safer game. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh man! So obviously, I'm talking about Mother of Ruins, which is a card from <laughs> Urza's Legacy. <laughs> Did you think this segment would go any longer than you just reading that card? Yeah, no, we're talking. <laughs> so Mother of Ruins is uh, one white for a one-one human. Uh, it taps to give any creature you control protection from any color you want. <laughs> and this card, I this was one of my first cards uh, ever starting to play Magic. As I said, like Child of Gaia, which is basically unplayable at this point. Um, I love that card too, but um, I played Mother of Ruins in a ton of my white decks, uh, and I still really like it in Commander. Um, this is about as long as I thought this segment would last. <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't even be a segment. It so be, I, I just want to say I love you, Mother of Ruins, <laughs> and uh, I, I hope some people out there <laughs> check out the card. No, you, Have a good time. Uh, Mother of Ruins you by far played this card the most out of anybody and it is a great card because the protection spells uh it protects it from people targeting it but also allows you to get through if you're get playing creatures through on a if you're trying to get an attack through or whatever uh and it also protects itself so that's it kind protects of nice on thing. blocking if you it, it just kind of messes it's an onboard ability to mess with combat as well yeah. like in protection it, it does a lot of work for that little mana investment. In white, if you're creature-based or if you're wanting your commander out, this is the perfect card to have in there. I mean, yeah. if you want your commander out and surviving, sometimes your commander isn't as important. It's your 99 that does all the work, and it doesn't and it matter. it still does that. Yeah. yeah. So this, yeah, definitely is a <laughs> great card to have it's kind of annoying because when you see it on the battlefield a lot of times i try to kill it kill whatever i want to kill as soon as that comes in because i'm like well won't be able to touch it next turn because larry's just going to give it protection from blah 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 <laughs> blah, 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 blah blah i'm assuming you're a fish underwater at that point <laughs> blah 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 merfolk yeah. M- right. Merman, <laughs> Merman, <laughs> classic. <laughs> all right, so is that it for Larry's level? I think that's all we need. <laughs> yeah, all right, uh, moving into the next segment. That lasted what three, four minutes? All right, that was good. Good to have that we'll down there. We'll just fit in there in the future. <laughs> it's funny because giving you guys some background information of this episode. Going into yesterday, we had the love letter, and then this next segment. And I text Larry early in the day. I was like. Dude, I don't think we, we need to think of something else because it's going to be yeah, like that 10 been, minutes if long. If you had one, that would have been like not 10 minutes <laughs> yeah. long. And I was like, you, you learn. I was like, oh, no, we're good. We have the love letter and then we have our favorite mechanics and then specs. And I was like, I just, I didn't say anything. And then you text like 10 minutes later, like, yeah, I think we do need to add something <laughs> else. <laughs> so anyways, uh, let's move into the, our favorite, favorite mechanics. mechanics. So since you just did the love letter, I'll start yep. with this. Turn um, order. My favorite mechanic actually is Scry. Um, I don't know if this necessarily has to be our favorite mechanic, but a, a mechanic that we really like. Really like. like. Yeah, yeah I, it might be my... Mine also might be what yours is, too. That's in my top uh, two card. Okay. If I picked my top two, it's that and... Yeah, I was knocking stuff over. The computer is so, about to but, shut down. I'm like, almost knocked that. the beer over on the keyboard. That would have been worse. Uh, so, Scry. Scry is my, I think, my favorite mechanic. I was trying to decide. Is that I, why we did top manipulation last week? Uh, maybe. <laughs> it could be why. All right. <laughs> but no, no. I mean, like, Surveil, when that came out with the, you know, the, the Ravnica. Kills the Ravnica. I like that as well, but. In most cases, scrying is going to be ben- more beneficial than 
the graveyard necessarily, you know, like, because you're still putting stuff back in your, for your your decks, it would be better to have it in the graveyard. For my <laughs> build decks, Scry is so much better because I can go find it. I have a potential to go get it. If it's in my graveyard, I have a lot less likely chance that that card's ever coming back sure. into my hand or into the game. And, and I think Scry does really well if you're running more tutors or shuffle effects to get it just back into your deck mm-hmm. if you need it later mm-hmm. on. So I, I can definitely see Which we see do play that. a lot of that stuff, so that's yeah. another thing And we've gone away from tutors, but if you're running tutors and you're like, I don't need that right now, but I could use it mm-hmm. later maybe, um, I think that makes it a better mechanic than surveil at that point. Yeah, so Scry just being able to, like last week's episode, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, check that out because it was our top manipulating cards for your, your top of your cards or top of your library. Um Scry just allows you to, if you're not tutoring, to help you find what you actually need. Card filtering is really powerful then. I I like cards that you can look at the top and put them back in any order, but not being able to give you that choice of, I don't need freaking three lands, you know, off the top. Mm -hmm. Let's get those down to the bottom. That's, I just think Scry is an awesome ability or mechanic that they added a while back. One thing that I also like about it is that it is sprinkled it is blue heavy but is sprinkled everywhere yeah for the most have, part, except for know. white obviously white has nothing <laughs> yeah um but as uh, demonstrated by last week <laughs> <laughs> crystal ball is the best in yeah. white at this point. <laughs> all the uh, artifact stuff uh so i think that's a really nice thing too i i would like it in other colors more mm. obviously but blue it's really um flushed out mm-hmm. to a certain point it's very usable mm-hmm. uh and so, and I and I like the comparison. I've seen it. Like I love the Scrylands. I really like yeah, those as cards. Those are awesome. And they would have been. On, we we mentioned them last week. But yeah, if you're yeah. playing any more than a dual one color, Scrylands have to be in there. Mm-hmm. That has to be like your, after your dual lands and your shock lands. Scrylands it's, is the next thing I go yeah, for. Yeah, it's the only tapped land you should be considering mm-hmm. that comes into play tapped. Uh, I also think. The, it's an apt comparison for like scrying one is like drawing a half card. Yeah. Um, and so it's not necessarily putting it in your hand, but it definitely helps you on getting higher quality draws. Mm-hmm. So um, I, yeah, I, I agree. I, I do put scry and I, like I said, the, the scry lands from Theros block are going in. They go on a ton of my decks. Now uh, I will put a little side note to this. If explore becomes a normal evergreen mechanic that could overtake scry for from me. Ixalan block, yeah, not not Ix- oh yeah yeah Ixalan yeah. Okay. If it became if it became an evergreen mechanic, then I might that might overtake scry for me because I like the fact that it puts the land in your hand, and if it's not a land, you can decide if you want it on top of your library in the graveyard. Yeah, that I like that better because I think that's better than surveil because surveil. Is blah blah blah, you know, putting sure. on top or on the grave. I think X Explore is so much better because you actually can get the get rid of if you're land you're, heavy you're bringing, on top, it's going into yeah. your hand, you know. So I, it, so if if that ever becomes evergreen, that'll take over Scry for me. I think. Okay. Now, how do you feel about just Scry versus more card draw? Have you kind of like contemplated that at all? Well, but we were talking about mechanics, so sure. card draw. Yeah, is card a draw tough. is not a mechanic. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, I, I agree. Yeah, that's a good point. I want to do a mechanic where I draw. <laughs> <laughs> How about life gain? <laughs> I wouldn't say that's real. Well, I guess you could do life link as a mechanic. Life link. Yeah, there you could go. Could potentially but, be a mechanic. Yeah. Yeah, but not just. Yeah. 
gaining life. <laughs> <laughs> Scrying's pretty cool. All right, so what's your... I, I like yours. I, what am I asking? Flying. I know what yours... Fly, <laughs> banding. Banding. Banding Phasing. is the worst. <laughs> um, Except okay. for with Teferi's protection. <laughs> uh, so I actually ended up going with uh, Landfall. Hmm. I really like this ability. Uh, it started out in Zendikar, for the most part, block the first one. Uh, they really when failed they actually it. gave a name to it because yeah. they had it before but didn't really have like a... there there weren't many cards that not were a lot affected. yeah no. I can't think of a ton a lot of them came after so like um... it normally was specific like it'd be like when a forest or like sure. when this like a specific card comes into like specific <clears throat> land type comes into yeah. play and so landfall is whenever you have a land come into play it just uh, has an effect whatever the card states mm-hmm. that has landfall um, and I and I do like the cards afterwards that weren't in Zendikar block that have landfall, but not keyworded on it. Mm-hmm. So um, kind of like Tatiova from Dominaria. Whenever land comes into play, draw a card, gain a life. Like that's sweet. Um, and so what I think it does for me, like it incentivizes something that I want to be doing in the game, which is ramping, putting more than one land in per play or consistently. Yeah. Or, or consistently getting a land into play mm-hmm. and having that just natural benefit of stuff coming on. Mm-hmm. And again, another thing uh, that is similar to scry is it it's heavy in green, but it is in every color. Um, and all of them have really good cards in it. So like Obnixilis, Ob- uh, like the fallen, the one that, Whenever you have a land oh, yeah, coming to play, it deals three, three damage to a player, and you put three one counter. That's sweet. Mm-hmm. Admonition angel like exiles a creature until that angel leaves play. Like Avenger of Zendikar. Avengers of Zendikar is a fantastic card. Mm-hmm. You have rampaging Baloths, uh, royal elemental that steals creatures in blue. Yeah, that one's awesome. I like uh, that. Red is kind of bad, but it deals one damage to like each player uh, permanent and stuff like that. So um, it's kind of like sprinkled wherever you can just kind of put it in there and it'll help you a ton mm-hmm. i i totally agree with that because like the thing is is land is the only thing that typically when you're playing it you're not getting a huge benefit from you know the land is just the basic part of magic you know it's mm-hmm. like, all right this land comes in to help me cast something else to be able to get a benefit of playing a land that you're just doing that can't be countered or anything like that you're playing a land and then something happens when that happens that's awesome it's like mm-hmm. you're playing a spell with your land every single time yeah and i mean another thing is is like it just makes your ramp cards better as well mm-hmm. so like uh, uh ramp cards but even fetches which i like a lot mm-hmm. is playing fetches and so you play your fetch and then you go get a land so you're really getting two benefits so you're doubling off of up it. on it. it it makes you want to play more with like Oracle of Moldiah and allow you to play two lands per turn and just get that benefit. Like it, it, it enables you to get a benefit off of playing good cards. Mm-hmm. And that's just something that really I enjoy about the landfall mechanic. It's been something that I've really enjoyed. I, I almost always have some sort say, of landfall deck in your, it's, it's not in every deck though. Is it? Your no, I deck? almost try and avoid it sometimes. Oh, right. Cause you have yeah, it so much. Cause I do enjoy it a lot and I don't want to become that guy, that guy. <laughs> I'm going to pull out my landfall deck. Which one? Lowry and alliteration. Lowry landfall. (laughs) Basically, if it's it's any mechanic that has an L in it, like at the beginning, I will like it. Lifelink. Lowry like lifelink. (laughs) Lowry like landfall. (laughs) Landfall, lifelink. There is nothing else. Lobsters. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. You don't like lobsters? I think that no, I don't like seafood. But <laughs> I don't either. It's more like hammerids 
from following up ours. Come on. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Mm. I'm not sure if you those did. big crab things that are really sucky that are they're, blue. They're more like lobsters, but... yeah. <laughs> or lobsters. See, I don't like seafood, so I don't even know what, what the difference well, you can't is. Copy me. I already said that. <laughs> no, I literally and figuratively don't. But eat But mostly seafood. literally, <laughs> don't eat seafood. I don't either. The only time I have it is crab rangoon. But that it's has not a, even real. I know because it? it's it's a ton of cream cheese and then little bits of crab in it. It's funny because. You go outside of Minnesota and the cream cheese wontons, you can't just get cream cheese wontons. They all have crab in them. You can't really? just get plain cream That's cheese gross. wontons. For some reason, Minnesota. And We're somebody else judged might heavily out there right now. <laughs> yeah. Somebody else might know the answer to this, but for some reason, like even when I was in Milwaukee, when I went to was a school in Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Chinese restaurants, they were all crab rangoon. They didn't have... Cream so cheese it's like one. a but Minnesota thing. If you right. went to Lian Chin's, which is a Midwestern <laughs> thing, <laughs> you don't like Lian Chin's. Disgusting. I like Lian Chin's. I've always liked, Lian, but they're cream cheese wontons. That's the only way you could get it. Welcome, to Commander Smith, where we rag on <laughs> cream cheese wontons and seafood. I hated cream cheese wontons until I was like a junior in high school, and then mm. all of a sudden, like the switch flipped, and I was like, "These fucking things are awesome." It's just like cheese is that right around the time you discovered you don't like doritos uh see i'm just getting other people to judge you just like i know the doritos is because of a ex-girlfriend <laughs> that freaking went got off the bus <laughs> and she just like ate a bag of doritos and then wanted to make out and i was like okay this is gross this is dorito breath it was really gross i love that story <laughs> it's so gross i've been trying to figure out how to get that on the podcast <laughs> there you go while. got it uh lowry's goal he, he has a little checklist before he comes in oh right, uh, yeah trying to get i got a couple of, got a couple of stories that we'll try and bring up uh yeah so landfall huh i almost want to like bust out her name just like no, yeah no. don't do that <laughs> It'll be like Doritos Dorothy or something. <laughs> In literation, it has to be that way. It's the only way I, I dated can do a Dorothy. <laughs> <laughs> what am I from the sixties? Uh, all right. Um, Tangent. <laughs> so we got done with favorite mechanics. Oh, now we go into lore time with Lowry. Do we want to move into that, or we have more about landfall? Did you want to? Let me check it? my notes. Bullet point. Uh, I told you to do bullet points, and then I didn't do yeah. any bullet points because then I was making everything else. I wasn't making everything, but that sounded really douchey. Mm. <laughs> I was doing everything. See what else. I deal with all the time, <laughs> all the time. Uh, no, I'm good. We can move on. Okay. okay. Um. So next is Lord Time with Mary. You sounded older every time. I know. It's trying to do that. You know, from Dated the 60s. somebody from the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> damn Dorothy. <laughs> Eating those damn Doritos. Did they even have Doritos back then? Probably not. Mm. And if they did, it'd be, it was awful. Uh, yeah, okay. it was awful. <laughs> so, uh, so there's already a bunch of articles out. I will post the one that I'm going to be talking about. Uh, this one's going to be focused on Rakdos. Uh, so they start out and this is just like, it's a common story about how a demon loves a girl and they just, you know, Aww, semi, you know, your, your everyday love story, yeah. <laughs> a demon falls in love with a girl, a woman. She's a woman. A woman. Girl woman. would be real weird. <laughs> um, okay. So he's like, girl cheats on demon with angel demon gets pissed. It's like, uh, <laughs> A demon to hell who's again. like a person, like a really lame person. A demon is a lame person? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that how the story? It, the story read in my mind. 
uh, <laughs> it was like this doesn't feel demon-ish at all. So I, mean, the, the I don't want to rag on it, but it was when I the next time I, I come across something it's just really boring and lame, and it's like <laughs> demon. We're <laughs> 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 like, what the fuck? I'm like, gotta listen to our podcast. Yeah, episode fifty-four. <laughs> About uh, 27 minutes and 40-some seconds in. Uh, okay. <laughs> so it uh, starts out with this uh, this demon basically shuffling his feet outside of uh, a shop, like an effigy shop. Kind of like uh, where you can like build doll of a person and poke their eye out and, oh. and it hurts them type thing. Uh, like the taboo doll stuff? Sure. The, yeah, uh, whatever. What are they called? They are... Mm. I don't know. Oh! I forgot. Yeah, not a your head. it's like a stuffy not doll, sure. but it's <laughs> but it's not a stuffy doll. Uh, a voodoo doll, voodoo doll. Yeah, so similar to that, and they have like other uh, magic inside the shop, and the gals kind of like, yeah, I'm running the shop, and you're in here all the time. What you up to, demon? And he's <laughs> just like stuttering and like in his head. He's just like. Well, when we we've been raves together and we've had a great time, but we had these masks on, so we don't really know who each other are. But I know it's you, babe. He's not saying this; he's thinking it. And then when she's like, "Oh, customer, I'm gonna go help them. Come back." So what's your deal? And he's like, "Well, we've bumped uglies before with masks." <laughs> like, and she's like, "And you think we could do this in real life too?" I don't think so. He's like, "Hmm, okay." And then before he leaves, there's like a Azorius. Um, like guard outside, like they're the law mm-hmm. in the in the land, and he's just kind of outside her shop, being a pain in the ass. And so he pulls out this piece of paper, draws him up, and like rips it. And then the guard's like, "Ah!" But that's against the law. And so it's a, ca- wait, 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 wait. Yeah, it's like, against the law to rip a piece of paper, or like rip do, a piece of- it's almost like doing like pain magic. So it's like oh, okay, it's not so quite the like, effigy, like a, like a voodoo piece of paper. Yeah. so it doesn't do as much damage where. He ripped it, and the guy didn't rip in half. Exactly. Okay. It yeah. Just gave so him a it headache. just he, yeah gave him a headache, like, and he could oh, feel it throughout his broken. body. And she was kind of like a little smitten with that. She's like, "Okay, <laughs> you ripped right with that. paper and kind of injuring that guy. That's hot." <laughs> and so he convinces her to come to his show that night because it's like a big Rakdos party that's going on. <laughs> oh. uh, he's like, so, "Hey, come here. I got some poetry, some jokes that I got for you. I'll get you. <laughs> you can set up uh, and watch me, and you can sell your little dolls." And uh, I can get that to happen. She's like, really? Okay, that's cool. And then he shows up and he's asking his devil friend who's putting on the show. Uh, yep, devil. Little baby. Devil? It turns into a baby devil later. Later, But uh, <laughs> this is weird. This, this is, is happening. <laughs> In story time, not real life. Not literally. More figurative. <laughs> and so... Um, so he convinces the devil to have this gal set up, even though most of what she's selling is illegal with the Zorius. Uh, he tells this really lame poem. Like, he's like a thousand well, years he's old. A, he's a lame guy. Cause yeah, he's I know. He's that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, this is not a poem of somebody that's like hundreds, thousands, like a couple Wait, thousand years. Wait, is this years. why you wanted to do, do the love story? No, no, no. I read this like an <laughs> hour before we're doing this. So... It's just like a really lame poem. Then he starts telling jokes about Dovin Ban, who's the Azorius leader. Mm-hmm. And everybody's starting to roll on the aisle. Oh, that guy's a jackass. And he's he's actually starting to win. Some of them, you know, if I was there, it'd probably be funny. But 
they did some all right jokes i'll admit that <laughs> wait um, so they actually wrote the jokes on there yeah they did write the oh, jokes really? out like oh he's doing you know people are laughing and i was like yeah i can i can see that all right <laughs> uh and then the Zorias step in everything kind of gets shut down and he's pissed so uh the gal doesn't get to sell anything but they're walking back uh, and then they see some graffiti on the side of the wall that like rips into Dovin Ban. And, uh, so the gal goes over and like corrects the spelling. <laughs> what the, f- yeah, this is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is and an actual, like, this is a story, story. legitimately <laughs> on their website. <laughs> and so, uh, and then the Zorius, uh, guy comes up <clears throat> later and he's like, you're in violation of graffiti. And she's like, what? I was just, you know, she Correcting didn't say anything. The and then he was like, you have a misdemeanor for doing the little paper tearing thing and hurting the, the people, the person. Uh, and he's like, what? She didn't do anything. She was just correcting the spelling. And he's like, duly noting, you are definitely going to jail the gal. And he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Cut to him going and ta- the demon. So she's in jail. Okay. She's like so in she jail. Went to- <laughs> legitly in jail for correcting spelling on graffiti. So he's feeling super bad about it. He, you know, he wants to go balls deep, like somehow, because he's a demon. Uh, he wants- <laughs> he's lame. They talk about blood a lot, but like very casually. And that's fine too. It's kind of weird. Like it's <laughs> it's just like it's in a human form of just going, yeah, people dying is cool. All this blood stuff, da da da. Like so it's, that's what makes him a demon. Outside no, no. Every all the humans all people, do it. Oh, everybody okay. like it's it's just like the Rakdos cult. They're cool with blood. They're cool with bones, but it's all just like very nonchalant. It's just like I feel like oh, you're reveling about it, like partying about that kind of stuff. But when it's not partying, you're like oh ho ho hum. So it's so really weird. A, it's a really strangely toned story. Um, well, yeah, this story is pretty strange <laughs> up to this point. <laughs> so he goes and finds this uh, precog person who can read minds mm. and sets them up, and they're going to jailbreak this lady out. And so they get this box, and um, they're going through the line. There's a bunch of null mages that would stop any magic. And they open this box that the precog gave them, and there's like a bottle of whiskey, uh, like a child's like outfit like bonnet and stuff oh man and, this doesn't sound like it's um, going good like uh where is this going <laughs> that does sound weird doesn't yeah, it it does so get like, yourself drunk and, and then, then <laughs> there's a uh, talisman of uh, blood fry i want to say or fire or something like that which basically gets people to riot and so they have the devil guy who is friends with is with them gets them in the 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 baby outfit swallows whoa 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 the, the who gets in the baby outfit the devil the devil a oh, devil not the, little, the devil it's a the devil. little devil yeah the little saying. devil yeah. i got you and so they're they're just making fun of him like oh you look so cute and he's like i'm going to fucking rip your face off <laughs> <laughs> no swearing obviously in the the book are but, you sure yeah it'd be better didn't if it do was. it definitely threaten people though and so they hide the whiskey and the person in front of them because that's not allowed to go in either and then they uh, were able to basically sneak in, not really looked over. Um, they they meet up with the gal, they start talking, and they end up like breaking her out, like a big distraction. And they're they're getting out, and just as they're about out, the demon and the devil get caught, and then the gal gets to go, and so she kind of gets out, but they get caught because they helped people, you know, her break Escape. out. Yeah. 
cutscene. They're outside working because they're building a new prison because uh, the Azorius are being very like overzealous on trying to like put people away. Obviously, for correcting graffiti, yeah. <laughs> um, they're you know going to jail for graffiti. Yeah, and so they are. Um, they're working on this new prison, uh, and they're sitting there. They've only been there a couple days, and all of a sudden, he kind of gets this idea. Is like, oh shit, there's like. A couple thousand people out here in the yard working and he just starts going up to the top of the like metal frame of the building which is up to the clouds they say and he basically smashes this uh talisman of the blood fire that just causes people to riot goes down on everybody in the the yard and they just fucking escape like everybody is like basically everybody just like it's a mall you know some people die obviously <laughs> you know but it's like a normal they don't thing. they they basically don't even talk about it they just like and then he's like oh it's a fucking riot and he starts going down cutscene <laughs> opens up there in front of the precog they got themselves out they got the the gal that's out and they're all sitting there and she's like oh this gift is for when you're gonna get married i said too much this will be a while <laughs> It's just like, so the demon and the gal are, are going to get, get married. Yeah. So they bumped uglies then? Did they talk about that? No, no, no not no. not at all. But, you know, she grabs his knee and kind of squeezes. <laughs> so <laughs> they, hold, they hold hands. They basically can't go back to their own lives because the Azorius are overzealous and they've gotten really aggressive in the last couple months. Well, so now like, if you don't, if you litter, you're going to jail. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, there was, uh, you know, there were some very petty crimes where people were doing hard labor. <laughs> So, I can't believe this is an actual story yep, with it. They they wrote it. It just felt like, um, it just felt like from a weird perspective of a Rakdos demon. And like again, he he was just like a stammering dummy, and he was lame. Kinda. He did some kind of cool things. So let me let me sum this up really quick. <laughs> we have a a lame demon who tells jokes. And then his girlfriend, or who he wants, so a, a girl that he wants to bang, bump uglies sure. with, yep. gets arrested, but in a respectable way, and, obviously, you know, racto style. Yeah, I was gonna, say, I was gonna say, that's a, but that's a whole missionary thing. style. Like, now, yeah. Rakdos, it's got to be Rakdos style. <laughs> you know what that is? No idea. Over the shoulder. <laughs> I don't even know how that works. <laughs> so. He does comedy. She falls in love with him because he does awesome comedy. Yeah, I'd say yeah, smitten. smitten. with him. Yeah. She goes to... Uh, she's a teacher also at sub, subset here. Or not subset. Just, not a teacher. She's correcting spelling. She's a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> so she's got to go and correct the graffiti spelling because she's a teacher at heart. Gets arrested. Goes to jail. He goes to save her. Gets her out. And since he saves her, now they're going to get married. And he overthrows the prison and for a little bit but they're just uh you know imprisoning more people anyway and there's a baby devil in there and a baby Baby devil yeah nah he got caught but apparently he was super cute (laughs) everybody kept on like oh that's a cute devil oh man that is (laughs) it's like the other stories they're ridiculous they're kind of out there i don't know if i want to do lore time with larry (laughs) so not from what you're doing it's more of the stories i thought would be like just like all right what's gonna happen it's just like what the fuck is going on this is kind of a change too because like back in dominaria they 
talked a lot more about what like the planeswalkers and legendary creatures yeah. were doing here it's like you know nobody like names come up that you recognize like dovin bond yeah uh but like he's not there at all all you know is like he's putting pressure and trying to in, you know, imprison a bunch of Rakdos and you know, stuff like that. This like just hit me now. The, you know what this makes me feel like is happening is like Wizards. This is actually like a thing that happened to one of the employees at Wizards, and they just made it into it. Like, just think of that. It's like a guy and he's trying to hit on this girl, and he invites her to a comic club, and then tells some jokes, and she kind of likes him. And then they're like leaving there, and she gets in trouble with the police, and then he like saves her by covering for her, and then now she's in love with him. It's a, like it's a it's a wizard, like somebody from Wizards story, and they just intertwined and made it a lame demon. You're a demon. Okay. And what his, do you mean? His buddy was into like fetish stuff, so he dressed up as <laughs> in a gimp uh, mask or something like that. It's uh yeah. It's an interesting read. I I'll try and you know, I try and not pick it apart too far because <laughs> you mean like I'm doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> you probably hear it in their feelings. <laughs> if you like this kind of stuff, I'd say go ahead. It gives you a little feel of what the lower ling people are kind of dealing with. Which is what we all want to listen to is the not listen to just I wanted to know about that goblin, you know, that was uh There's no goblins in the story. It's a baby devil. <laughs> baby sorry. A baby I actually wasn't trying to talk about your story. Oh. I was just talking about it in story in general, in general. trying to find it. A lower level you know that <laughs> goblin that uh can't be blocked except by walls i want to know about that guy <laughs> do you know what i'm talking about it'd be nice if these guys had cards like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so that they don't even make better. it on a card yeah they did like a little uh sketch of the demon and he's like big fat like jowls and like chin and then like a small beady eyes and then he has like glasses on with horns <laughs> that was him reading poetry and i was like what's going on <laughs> <laughs> Looks like Puff the Magic Dragon a little bit. Oh man. Yep. All right. Let's um Go read it. Go read <laughs> it. Nice. I got I got what you did there. Uh all right, so should we move into the mulligan rule stuff? Should we talk about that? Yeah. Okay, so the idea of what we will call the London Mulligan. The hey, I like is that what they're actually calling it? Maybe. I don't Maybe. know. Oh, I was gonna be not impressed really. if you Yeah, if you named I'm not it right that there. clever. So it's not going to take place until London, um, April and magic mythic championship, which is the 26th, I believe 26th through the 28th. So April. they've been, uh, play testing this in their in- internally, internally, and they like how it's been doing, I think is what I kind of read about it. Um, well, I think oh, that's why they're testing it out. So I should back it up. The mulligan rule, what it is, is so you draw your seven cards. This isn't going to affect Commander as much. Depending, We'll talk about that in a second. You draw your seven cards. You don't like your hand, so you take a mulligan. Normally what happens is you take a mulligan down until you'd like your you hand. You go to six, five, four cards. And they changed this rule just you know, in the last few years where once you decide on the hand, you can look at the top card and scry it. Hey, scry. Yeah. You either can keep it on top or put it on the bottom. Now what they're thinking of doing is you, know, you go down to... If you're if you're mulliganing down to six, you still draw, draw seven. seven cards, and then you remove you take one from that hand and, and put, put it, it on, on the bottom. bottom. So you, and if it's five, you take two out, and four take three out, and so on, so on. So we're going to talk about a few cards, quite a few cards. I think it's about sixteen that benefit more benefit from, this. from that. So these are potential spec things. But before we get to that part, um, 
what is this going to do for Commander? I don't think it's going to do much. Um, well, with us, we you know we have the rule where you just you want to. It's an hour plus game. Mm-hmm. You it, somebody starting out at six five four cards in hand is it like just sucks. I would just quit. Yeah. Like okay. All cool, right, you win. Just, let's start a new game. Yeah. So just go to seven. That's my experience, and so that's going to be I'm, hard for us. Like we're not really going to deal with that. And I'm not sure if every play group does that. I would think you would do that just because you want to have fun games. Unless mm-hmm. you're very competitive mm-hmm. and have to win. You're like, no, fuck you. You go down to four cards and you're going to play this game. Like, that'd just be kind of douchey. But there might be some people that are really, maybe there's money on the line. And, and you if, know? in those play groups, and well, I'm just going to bring it up right now. Grenzo becomes very good. Yeah. Because <laughs> you get to choose what cards go on the bottom of your deck. That was going to be my joke. You bastard. Mm. Because <laughs> I was going to say. I did ruin your joke. Yeah, you totally did. You're like, <laughs> you should bring that up in the. But what I was going to say is, like, you aren't, like, in our play group, we don't play that. It'd be funny if you're like, well, I'm playing Grenzo. Can we play by the, the mulligan rule just so I can do Grenzo and put the cards on the bottom? That, that's much better than what I just said. Yeah, you just fucking ruined it. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Doritos. Uh, <laughs> that's this episode's name. Just Doritos. Doritos. <laughs> People are like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, anyways, so... With Commander, I don't think it's going to... Because Commander is such a more casual format sure. besides the one-on-one. Yeah, it might affect it that might a little bit. It might be more important in a competitive mm. environment as well. So with this, all a lot of these cards, it's going to affect... Except for Grenzo. So we'll take Grenzo off the list. Grenzo, that's still... If you're doing a one-on-one Commander deck or if your playgroup does do the mulligan rule... It's going to affect that card the most. I don't mm-hmm. know. I couldn't figure out any other ones. If you guys know of Playing any others, off the bottom, there's not. Yeah, uh, no. So, well, anything that has to deal with being able to set your top of your library. So, if somebody else knows of that, you guys can email us or shoot us a tweet or something like that. But out of legendary creatures, that was really the only one that kind of came across. But what are some of the other ones? What are the the main ones that we talked about? Or- so the big thing is, uh, I think ley lines yeah, become although- really important. There's some in particular that are better than others. There's a lot of shitty ley lines. Yeah, there's ten ley lines. Uh, maybe nine. Maybe only One, nine. One, two, there's... three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. So, and I think the biggest ones. Who didn't get two? Uh, black. Okay. Ley line of the void got a reprint. Uh, They're like, they, this is such a good yeah, card. This is a really Let's good just card. <laughs> and thank God it. they reprinted it because yeah, it's, it's forty dollars card right expensive. now. Um, so, but Leyline of the Void and Leyline of Sanctity, uh, those I, are probably the two most important yeah. ones for modern. For me, life. Uh, <laughs> what is it? What is it? Life Force, <laughs> which means me. that creatures can't be countered. Yeah, mm, yeah. <laughs> How many of those do you own? <laughs> One. You're such a... (laughs) (laughs) But it's foil. Yeah. Oh. 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 Uh, So, but ley lines become a bit more important uh, as sideboard cards uh, because you're able to hit them more consistently because you're seeing more cards. Mm -hmm. And then if you draw multiple of them in your hand, you can put them on the bottom and still start the game with one of them in hand. And then it just goes directly into play. And so, you know, you don't have to get your stuff countered or you can play things at flash or you have hexproof or there's players can't gain life. If they're on a life gain deck, like I think those cards become much more powerful because you're much more likely to see them in your hand as a hate card for your opponents. The other ones that are pretty good are the chancellors, uh, the chancellor, like the green one, what it allows is if you have the green in your hand, you can add one green mana to your mana pool in your first main phase. 
Um, so if you have multiples in your hand, if you're, you can able- be three green mana to start the game off with. Yeah. And so you can really get a big jump start on that. I yeah. think that could be good. Chancellor of the Annex, um, the first spell that an opponent it's plays in that game, not even just that yeah. turn is the game. So if you have, have one to, p- to two of them in your hand, they have to pay one, two or three or whatever that you show off. So that puts them Unless- back how many turns, you know, depending on what they're playing and everything. So, yeah. Uh, there are some shitty ones. The ones that I didn't really, the, the ley line, the, there's a, like three ley lines that aren't that good. And then there's one chancellor that I was like, meh, it's no. so f- like, if you want to check out which one we'll probably tag them down below, yeah. but just a general list type in ley line into any search engine and they'll press enter and a bunch of them will pop up. So, but with what Larry was saying is. The ones that are used more, especially in modern and everything, those are the ones that could see a spike with this. They could. They if are more the expensive rule changes, already. Yeah. And again, has to, yeah, it definitely has to change for it to be a spike. But people will start speculating on it early because there, there's still almost two months at mm-hmm. this point to test out to see if this is too good. Is it really good? Is it too good? I like still the powerful. idea. Yeah, I I really like it for like arena. Yeah, because I was oh, yeah. last arena. time we were talking about arena, I was complaining about like the mulligan just mm-hmm. blows, mm-hmm. and this would help a ton more. Oh fucking arena! Yeah, <laughs> gotta kinda, love it. We kind of bantered about that a little bit beforehand. <laughs> we didn't really want to put it on the the episode with it, but arena, man, it's all blue and red. It's all blue stompy yeah. and red yeah. stompy. Well, not blue stompy. It's just blue fucking. Well, it is stompy. All it yeah. is, you can't do anything. Anyways, um, some of the ones that weren't of the chancellors or ley lines. Well, we talked about Grenzo, but we also have Gemstone Caverns. Gemstone Caverns is a land. If it's starting in your hand, you can remove a card from your hand and put that land into play before the game even starts. You mean, I, yeah, put that into play, and, and then it, it gets a counter. And it gets that color of whatever it could be you're... Or is any it any color? color that's right. But, so if you don't have it in your opening hand, it comes into play and it's just a colorless. Colorless. Thing. It's a legendary land, so... You could only have one of them. Yeah. Uh, the next one is Serum Powder, and that is the one where the mulligan... It's the artifact that... It taps... It, it's three mana artifact when it comes into play. You can tap it for one colorless mana. If it's in your starting hand and you don't like that starting hand... You can remove all of those cards from the game and draw that many more cards again. So it's like a free mulligan right there. Yeah. Yeah. So that And I don't know how good I don't know how any good any of these cards will be. Yeah. But they're at least something happening before the game starts that would take effect, which would really help seeing more cards. Mm-hmm. So and then the last one, which will actually kind of lead into Smith Specs, so we'll kind of because it'll be my first Smith Specs of the week card. But it's uh, Sphinx of Foresight. Um, that one we've liked for quite a while. I mean, we said it when it came out. Like this was such a good card because being able. So what it is, it's if it's in your opening hand, you reveal it and you scry three at the beginning of your first main phase. Mm-hmm. Um, or is it? Your first upkeep, I believe it's first upkeep. Let me just pull it up. Yeah, your first upkeep. Yeah, so your first upkeep, you get to scry three. Um, That's just... And then if it's in play, it still has an ability. So it's not just like... Yeah, you're scrying one for four, and it's a four-four flying. Like, that's it's a pretty good card. Uh, I feel like this has the highest potential to go from a card that isn't used very much to... Because it's so new. Yeah. Uh, to a card that's used in standard, potentially in modern, like other formats. 
I'm going to use this in Commander if I can. Um, maybe. <laughs> maybe. We'll just like, test it out. It yeah. could be solid in Sphinx Tribal. I mean, because... <laughs> but, I mean, even having, you know, we talked about last week setting your top. This was one of the cards that was close to making the cut. We had to cut our list down, but we did decide with Thassa instead. Because Thassa does the same thing, but then makes your card, your creature unblockable. which And is, it's indestructible. And it's a, yeah. So... Um, but yeah, so I I don't know. What do you think with the whole list of everything? So do you, should I go that, more that's to... That's about more of like the cards that affect the game before the game even starts. Yeah. And so that's kind of what we're looking into. And I think a lot of people have that idea. We're just getting that list out for you um, so that you kind of kind of look through it mm-hmm. and see what you think if you think of any other idea like if any of the other listeners if you guys have any other thoughts on cards that might be affected uh definitely tweet at us or shoot us an email or something like that because then we can make mention to that sure uh but those are the ones that we kind of rattled off when yeah. we were like all right what cards are actually going to be affected and so and then like going into potentially like metagaming with this mulligan rule um, I had talked about, you know, Leyline of the Void and uh, Sanctity being good cyborg cards that are already, you know, 20 and $40. I think that also would affect just uh, your cyborg cards in modern in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have some really good, like, Stony Silence affects your artifacts. Like, if you're facing an artifact, you need Stony Silence or some type of artifact hate. And so you're able to dig a lot better with this rule to get your your hate mm-hmm. um and maybe not double up on it if you don't want more than one but it, you know just being able to see more cards smooths things out so much more so sideboard in modern and legacy might just become too powerful um so well, that's that, that's i i think that's the worrying part maybe not limited or or standard but modern and legacy and vintage being able to just go like well i'm gonna i'm gonna find my combo yeah and just get be the able combo to do piece. it but that's one thing we talked about before the podcast is, like you just said, it makes your sideboard very important, and it might mm-hmm. make these cards, especially the ley lines and stuff, that much more important yeah. that they're in almost every single sideboard because, hey, you have that potential game two to put these in and get them, you know, this the deck you're going against is dealing with targeting your hand and discarding it or something like that or mm-hmm. direct damage all right so we're gonna put the sanctity and the the white one so you can't, so you you can't proof. Them, yeah. so yeah it could make these cards even more demand even though they're not a main part of every deck well they're gonna be in the sideboard just mm-hmm. so that you can actually play them and i think i think that just and i i think in my f- the first time i heard of the mulligan rule here i was just like combo became stronger mm-hmm. they're going to be able to find the pieces that they want to start out with generally uh and then i kind of went reading through some boards because this is a little bit like it's not uh, not in my realm really but it's interesting to listen to and then people were going well if people are aggressively mulliganing for the better hand discard becomes a much better um option as well because Mm -hmm. they're already starting out at a lower card if you know if they go down to five cards and then you're able to just attrition them out yeah. because they don't have enough cards in hand and maybe they don't have enough draw mm-hmm. like uh, it, it'll be interesting to see it it will change it would change the uh deck building experience mm-hmm. i think dramatically so that it'd be a very interesting rule if it does come to light i think i don't know just kind of going off the top of my head you think sideboards would be more of like 
instead of depending on your deck it'll still depend on what deck you're playing but are they going to be more consistent of like generally every single sideboard is going to have these 10 cards and then you have five cards that are floating you know every sideboard is going to be like all right potentially and you have shock I lands find or whatever a lot easier yeah they might put that in even if they're playing let's say you know um white black deck and they splash, you know, something else just so that they can find the other hate in there. You know what I'm saying? It's like, possible. Yeah. It, it, I think it'd be very interesting in the eternal formats for the Mulligan rule. I, th- I think it'd be really weird if they only did it for like limited mm-hmm. or like very like limited standard. If they only did it there, that'd be kind of weird. I think so. They would I do think it, it's an all or nothing. Yeah, I was gonna say I think they'd do it all, but I, that's. Not, but like, I haven't seen what they said they're actually going to do. We'll yeah, see. no, yeah, they'll they'll test it out at London. I think there's going to be a lot of people paying attention, mm. and it'll be it'll definitely be interesting. We'll keep see. you updated. <laughs> Probably not. <No. laughs> we well, we'll keep you updated about, about if the cards are. I mean, you got a couple months to yeah, two months to jump right, on some of point. these cards if you want to buy them. If you don't have them for your collection, you might want to buy them now. I mean. They could really spike, and if you really want to spec on some of these, some of the more expensive ones could really double up. Yeah, I'll toss a list down below in the notes, and then you can kind of check it out for so, yourself. Anyways, let's uh let, let's jump into our Smith specs of the week. That was a lame way of saying it. Well, because I was about to plug in the Mickey Mouse anyways oh. afterwards. So mm. <laughs> unless we can mm. find a different way of doing Smith specs of the week, that's kind of the thing, Mickey. All right. Smith Specs of the Week, guys! Ha 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 ha! There, I just did it. All right, so like I said before, Sphinx of Foresight, when this popped up, I was like, all right, I'm going to check this card out. Now, um, the foils are sitting at about two bucks. On TCG. On TCG. If you look on Goldfish, it says they're five, but they're not. Uh, But there is quite a big inventory of them uh i would say foils because the non-foils are like 40 cents 50 cents so you can mm-hmm. pick those up but there's mm-hmm. a lot of those but the foils are what did i have 180 listings um that has gone down it was over 200 when i bought mine what else do i have on there if you have some time to buy these tcg like i said it says four to five but the i found them under two yeah at at two i don't think there's a bad buy at all i think it i i think it definitely double up to four or five bucks yeah and then currently you can actually sell these on ebay for 350 if high not higher so you can pick them up on tcg and flip them for right now if you want i mean but you got to count in 50 cents for your shipping and ebay's fees you really make like 50 cents but you have an out there's like a no loss right now you you can buy these and if you're like uh, a month down the road, these aren't the Mulligan rule isn't happening. Boom, throw them on eBay for three fifty and get your money back plus fifty cents each. You're sitting pretty, but that's not All what right. I think is going to happen. All I right. think it actually could go quite a bit higher. I think this is a a very good card that I'm surprised isn't being used more. Like, is there even any modern decks using this? Not no, that I know there's not even no. a standard deck using this. So if that new rule comes into play i think you could see this being used a lot more so uh definitely go pick up a few of those and you could more i i actually if it gets if that rule does come into effect i could see that one getting up foils especially getting over around ten dollars yeah if it because then it just starts getting used in every single format you know so all right, Larry, your first one. Uh, I'm going to go with Sundial of the Infinite, uh, regular or foil. Um, 
And basically, it's a two-mana artifact that, one, tap it, end your turn. And only you can only do this on, on your turn, essentially. Yeah. Uh, so this kind of has, like, some weird, tricky effects. Like, this is a perfect card in, like, the Anala Wizard tribal deck from two years ago. Uh, but it also does, like, some tricky things. So, like, you could keep around your uh, Geisa St. Traft Angel for another turn mm-hmm. if you just end the turn and skip your end step. So, like, things with... Um, why am I brain farting on him? Um, the Goblin. Ah! Make tokens. Anything that says that your token is sacrificed at the end of turn, you don't need to yep. sacrifice. So but- what you do is you want to use it to skip your end of turn why am i brain what's his name i don't know oh kiki jiki yeah god, oh, like, god, i could not think of it uh but yeah you, you make a token copy and then you're like oh end my turn yeah. and then now he... now some of them have different wording so like sometimes it says at the end of the next... any turn or the next turn yeah. or the next and uh, some of the wording so you need to make, make be careful on that kind of stuff it and it is kind of a tricky card i'll try and tag probably just the gatherer on this one so you can yeah because isn't it like something with when you're attacking and damage is being done you can go end my turn and And all that i don't want yeah you fogged it all right i'm just gonna not have not sure if fog was the best example (laughs) i fogged myself or that you're so but you you. you can do a lot of tricks with it like if you have um final fortune Mm -hmm. you know taking another turn and at the next end step you lose the game you can skip that. So you don't lose the game. Ah. Yeah. So it's kind of has a bunch of like cool little deals that you can do with it. So uh, I like it. Just something that I was saying, like foils sitting around eight bucks and the regulars, regulars around three. Like under four. Yeah. yeah. So very nice. All right. My next one kind of has to deal with um, how popular gates are getting. Yeah. So Maze's End. And there's a couple of things to this. Maze's End. And I am more focused on the pre release promo foil ones of these uh it has different art than the pack foils but the pack foils are jumping all over the place right now i think they're currently at about three dollars but tcg ah i just dropped my pen tcg only had three listings of the pack foils dropping pen podcast (laughs) (laughs) that's also the name doritos and dropping pens uh but they have a moderately played one at 350 then they have one at $5 and then $8 and then none. So it's been that way. Like it's kind of all it was at place. six listings like a day or two ago. Hmm. And now they only have three listings on there. So it's been jumping all around right now. It's just, yeah. There's not a lot of inventory on that. So there's quite a bit of inventory on these promo foils, which personally, I don't know if it's because I actually bought them and I was able to get them and they were cheap <laughs> that I like these better, but I do like the, the look of these, but you can pick these up for 50 cents to 75 cents each and in comparison yeah but there is like i said there is quite a bit of inventory but once the other pack foil ones are gone these are going to be gone they're already 20 less than when i bought them 20 vendors less not necessarily 20 different cards a lot more of those have gone since i last bought so Mm -hmm. that inventory is starting to go down as well uh and then one thing i kind (laughs) of i text larry about i was like man with all this gate stuff Watch there be a, a, a gate commander in the next set. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah, that but would be the commander I would pick or would, the general. It'd be but. super sweet if it's uncommon as well. Like <laughs> yeah. they haven't. They, there's only this card as a mythic, and everything else yeah. is uncommon or common for oh, gate. Yeah. That was the other part I put on there. Oh. Was it was a mythic? So being yeah. a mythic yeah, foil is, a mythic. is a little different. Uh, it's a little harder to come by. <laughs> than so. A, 
uncommon yeah. or rare. I don't I don't see the legend coming. It's gotta come. No, I think they will disappoint you. So that's why I'm gonna use if if they, they don't they, uh, in this next set, yeah, I'm yeah. making a Ramos deck. <laughs> I'm gonna do gates. Ramos the gatekeeper. No, that sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah, it's so much like, support in this. Go play that one. You're yeah, gonna do awesome. Uh, and then uh, just just an FYI, over the last couple months, this yeah. is this has risen twenty five cents. Whoa. So watch yourself. Yeah. I would probably go check out Amulet of Vigor before this. <laughs> uh, so also mazes end. Like if you have ten or more, you win the mazes game. in play. You win the game. Which that's where I was kind of going with the whole gates and st- not. Did you say mazes? I probably did. Yeah, you totally did. If you have ten or more gates, I think the there's game. only like three or four maze cards. <laughs> yeah, it's, I can never win the game. They need maze to print of more. Ith. <laughs> Mazes end. Mystifying maze. I don't think I can get the four off hand real easy. So, <laughs> gates. Yeah, I can't think of any other mazes. You're amazing. Oh man. <laughs> all right you move on to your next card all right uh looking at vengevine wmcq promo uh this card you can get for like 23 20 or no that's not right 27 on tcg let me recheck yeah it's 23 <laughs> it was 23 uh, on tcg you can find it for about 23 on the light played section again goldfish is off saying like 35 that's way over so you can find it a lot cheaper on TCG. So I, you know, this card drops when it's not popular, and when it hits another popular spurt, it Spikes jumps. Up. Yeah. So and this one at one point was over what si- around sixty bucks at one point. Yeah. And so, and I would suggest at least getting some sort of Vengevine in there. And it's if you're buying it, at what price did you say? Twenty-three ish. Yeah, so it's at its back down to its lowest point that it's been. So it doesn't get any lower than that. Yeah. So yeah. Well, Vengevine as a card when it was in standard was like a forty dollar card, uh, and it has jumped up to forty. And then like Survival of the Fittest got banned, so then it wasn't used as much. And now there's becoming more and more use in modern for mm-hmm. it, and so it becomes a more popular card. Just got that reprint. With in the masters ultimate set. masters and so that's I was what's actually about to say the only thing that hurts us a little bit is then now you have a different like i like the promo art you know because it's not like a you, oh so you're saying there's competition against now the there's competition topper. having a box topper instead of this sure and this is different art yeah which that's, that's what i was like, saying is like yeah. normally i would like the different art but now you have a full art so you're going to lose a little bit there but this is down to its lowest that it was ever at. And then, like I said, it got up to 60 at yeah. one point. And I think, well, look at that. After Guilds is when it dropped from 50 down to where you're at now. And that's because of Ultimate Masters mm-hmm. right there. So um, that can only really come up. It's not going to go much lower than that. I don't think so. Yeah. Did- and and again, I would probably just pick up a playset of Vengevine in general if you want to just go with regulars because... The the master set one is sitting under twelve. Yeah, yeah. What did did you pick up this then? So yeah, I yeah. bought a playset of this one of the and, the promo then. Yeah, you the bought promo all four? one. Nice. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure I found mine for seventeen bucks a piece. Lucky bastard. Um, but that was about three weeks ago as well. So sometimes it, when you're ago. on TCG, people put on the list, and I've gotten that a couple times yeah. where I picked up. Uh, what was it? It was Karark's thumb for like. 
35 cents and i picked up all 30 of them and then i sold them all for five bucks a piece or something like that not a bad turn yeah so sometimes you just get lucky and when you're on tcg you just see somebody that lists it lower than everybody else because sometimes they just want to move it you know it's Mm -hmm. their stores or whatever sweet yeah i like that um my next one my last one is going back to our insuspect that i put this week uh, Crater Hoof Behemoth kind of made a big spike this week. The regulars, the foils also did jump a little bit. It depends on where you search. So I'm more talking about the foils of Modern Masters 2017. I was able to pick mine up for around 40, 42. Well, the regulars right now, the non-foils are at 40 bucks. Yeah, so that is a pretty big, like, not difference. Yeah, that was some- an awful word. <laughs> brain is like uh what word the, do i want to say the difference just isn't enough to yeah. justify the foil not being more now and so you should get a correction and on goldfish it shows that it did spike which this is true you go on tcg there's only five listings left of creator of behemoth but i've been seeing them on ebay and by the time i say this somebody's gonna go on ebay or somebody's gonna buy it by the mm-hmm. time this comes out people keep listening it's not just one person there was multiple ones that come on for 40 and then they're sold and then they're for like today just before i did the podcast we did the podcast there's one on there for 45 so it's just keep an eye on it mm. if you're interested in getting a foil version because of specking keep an eye on it and people are going to try and move it i even think at 50 or under is still good because a 10 dollar difference between for this the good of a coil to, yeah that's it used shouldn't. in fifteen thousand edh decks it was our ccc green you know this is one of the top, core, top game, winner. game winners like this card is used a lot and the only thing i can see it knocking it down is we do have something that's got to be announced here soon you know we have a subset that normally comes in between every every set and that's going to start happening soon. And we don't know if it's going to be a, you know, they sure, said they're done yeah. with the modern masters stuff. That kind of was the ultimate masters was done there, but they've got to have something that's going to come in. Mark there. Rosewater has teased something, something is that we will be excited for. So, which he says for everything. Oh, really? Oh yeah. yeah he's, he's just, just saying like, he, for everything. He's, yeah. you know, he's kind of the lead designer, so he's not going to be like, uh, hmm, this one sucks. We have a subpar <laughs> yeah. set coming out, but I hope you enjoy it. Yeah. yeah he's, He's definitely like, I'm really excited about everything we're doing all the time yeah. because it's amazing. So with that, like, normally this would be the master set coming out. Like, the last, soonish since 2015-ish yeah. or two, whatever, they started doing the Modern Masters. They normally come in the between the winter and the spring set. I don't think they have anything coming before War of the Spark. I think it's after. You think, I think that they would be announcing something in between. They always have something you, you in between. You always know what's coming, though, pretty much in advance. Like, if they would just pop a master, like, some type of subset right before War of the Spark. Like, we're only two months out from War of the Spark. Yeah, but normally... So something should be coming out in the next two weeks. Yeah, I guess you're right with that. But I would... Nah, was it two weeks? weeks. It needs to be uh, mid-March. Um, yeah. I guess to to give it a so little, little to, bit of breathing, but that'd room. be weird because they've done something every set in between. That's only been for the last like year and a half, though. Since they were really aggressive on year twenty five, like their twenty fifth anniversary, yeah, they're like we are pumping this product out because you guys love us this much. I and I think with the masters being canceled, they kind of 
took a step back and they're just it's probably going to be a small product like a planeswalker pl- product kind of thing yeah type it could, thing it or could something be like, like jace's spell book from last year it could be well, something so like that. if they don't announce anything um before war of the spark you could see this card jumping i i could see it over 60 if actually no 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 i'm, I'm gonna take that back the ones that are on 40, there's only a few of those copies on eBay. And then it jumps really quick to 65, 70, and especially on TCG as well. There's only a couple copies left there. So I could see if they this doesn't have a reprint with anything in the next five months or so, I think this card could jump really, really quick and really high because I mean, it's okay. used so much in, in Commander. And for some reason... And I actually was looking at some of the comments here that it continue not this one. Sorry, I'm going to go back to the regular. The non foils for some reason people have been just targeting these. I don't know if it's commander players or what, but it's been on the rise over the last year. Yeah, and, change. and I don't and I don't, well, that's always going to happen with a good card like yeah. this. But I don't know why this spike is happening right now, which is a steady spike. It's not one of those pew pew yeah. spikes. This this one is it's just a low inventory. I mean, it was yeah. in the lower twenties. And then over the past, I guess, couple months, it's been up to around 30, and now we're up to 40, the big jump. I don't know. That's the regulars. So yeah. what I did is I bought mine, took my non-foil, which I guess I found out tonight that you traded I me. I traded you that years <laughs> ago. You're welcome. And so I, I put that up for sale for right around the price of what I bought the foils for, which is crazy when the foils are the same price as your non-foils for such a good card. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye out on that. Uh, look, like I said, eBay is where you're going to find the cheap ones there. But if you can find it for under fifty, I would definitely go for them. Uh, my next one, or my last one, is going to be Marari's Wake Pro Tour Foil. Uh, you can find this card on TCG, like lightly played for uh, like right around twenty six, twenty seven dollars. Um, this is a highly played card in Commander, mm-hmm. um, and they've they've kind of reprinted in a couple of sets lately, in the last like four years. And in my mind, what I did was I picked up one, and then I tr- I'm plan on trading away like the three regular versions I have. Which it, I feel like if you've been buying Commander product, you have at least one that you could flip and make this a lot cheaper. Yeah. And I feel like this is uh, it has like the watermark on it that looks really cool. Oh, that, that was my next question. I was going to say, why specifically the Pro Tour promo? Because you could get the Commander's Arsenal one. Is that what it is? Yeah, That's Commander's also Arsenal. a foil one for cheap as well. Now, I, for me, I have one Commander's Arsenal card, and that curved pretty bad. So, like, I don't really Was trust it a foil, it. or is it a regular? Yeah, they are foil. Oh, they're all foil. All, all yeah, of them that's are foil right. on yeah. Commander's Arsenal. Um, but the Commander's Arsenal might not be a bad way either because that one's sitting I was 20 looking bucks. like 20 bucks uh, because that was really hard to get as well. So I'm not sure there's really not going to be that much out there for Commander's Arsenal Mirari's Wake. I think they're both good picks. I was just curious on what your thoughts were on. And again, I all of them are kind of cheap. They're, you know, 12-ish dollars. But this is generally gets back up to like 18 bucks mm-hmm. so it's not gonna the regulars aren't gonna go from like 12 to 24 i don't think in any way but i think the foils have a lot more vo- uh, value yeah in that case yeah i agree i like i like the look of it yeah i do like the little uh watermark on there too it says pro tour 
Nice. Makes you feel like you were there. Yeah. That's how I got this card. I was on the pro tour. <laughs> all right. Uh, that should do it for those specs, but we did. I did want to mention, we wanted to it's mention. All yours. Ah, it's all yours. I don't want any part of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so there are some other casts we have mentioned. Um, MTG Fast Finance quite a bit because it's one cast I listen to. I don't. You listen to sometimes. I generally stop. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, they're they're very methodical and very good at what they do. Yeah, they break things down really well with the. And we've talked about over the last couple of weeks about the planeswalkers potentially being in more of the War spark. The spark. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. like thirty plus potential planeswalkers. So which seems crazy. Did want to throw out some specs that they had over the last couple of weeks, and I was because I don't like to take their specs, but I don't want to deprive you guys of not getting these while they're cheap and potentially making yourself some money as well so some good ones that i thought that you guys should pick up is and i actually picked all these up as well uh deploy the gate watch foils are sitting at five bucks what that does is it's a white card you look at the top seven cards and you can play two planeswalkers put them into play put them into play um oath of tefiri i've talked about that card way back when that came out when i it's made good my, enough to replace chain veil <laughs> when i made my awesome prediction there but you can get sarcasm no yeah. i don't uh, you're gonna cut that and no. you're like wow well, he's an idiot <laughs> yeah. foils are at four bucks right now uh arena rector from battle bond which is an amazing card i didn't realize i didn't have it uh but when it dies you exile it, and then you go search for any Planeswalker and put it directly into play. Seems sweet. Uh, non-foils are at 11. Foils are at, like, 60. So uh, I would go that for the non- tough. <laughs> yeah. non-foils I mean, on those. if there's... Yeah, I think it's going to be good. Yeah, and then Deep Glow Skate, non-foils at $8. Both... There's two... It got printed again in the last uh, Commander... Uh, was it Antho- not Anthology? Anthology. It was yeah. Anthology. Yeah. So... Even with the reprint, it didn't drop the price of Deep Glow. And if what Deep Glow does is when it comes into play, double the counters on any amount of permits that you have. So Planeswalkers, that'd be good. Yeah. So those are some of the specs that they had. And I think that you should definitely go out and pick those up. Because if this does happen and there's 36 Planeswalkers in the next set, these cards could definitely see a spike as well. Yeah. And if you are into specking check out fast finance yeah they do a really good job from what i've seen so you've seen them on twitter <laughs> they have pictures that's true and i'm forced to read it <laughs> i have to read this so no yeah they're they're a really solid podcast they go really deep dive on what's going on so yeah hence fast finance they're all about the finance part we're just a we're just a sliver of the finance. We're just we're just all over the place. Making, we're a hodgepodge, yeah, hodgepodge of commander, yeah, and stuff. <laughs> all right, so that should do it for we're like the paper mache of magic <laughs> podcast. I like that. Yeah, make a little mask, <laughs> maybe a commander mask. No, we got to make a dick sleeve mm. <laughs> out of paper mache. Yeah. <laughs> to be our own seems weird <laughs> this is stickier than i remember <laughs> we didn't even start yet lowry <laughs> you started on your own <laughs> you added feels, your own you added your normal. own your There's, own pace that happens <laughs> lowry's man paced all right uh <laughs> you guys can follow us on twitter like we've mentioned before at Commander Smith. We're just going to end it with Are that. Are we doing that? Yeah, we'll, we'll end it with those because okay, then we don't have right. to go through it again. Makes you can sense. Uh, go to YouTube. At Commander Smith. <laughs> check our stuff out. And you can Gmail us. At Commander Smith. Hey, there we go. And then you can That's Patreon us. 
No, you can't do that yet. Lowry's going to be working on that. Yeah. <sighs> All right, so Blizzard's done. We're done. I think we're going to get another Blizzard. Why do you think that? I'm going to... You're going to declude... <laughs> Don't steal my joke! <laughs> <laughs> just because I did it to you, you don't yeah. have to just like, pay oh, me back should, instantly. You should totally do that during <laughs> the cast. Okay, I'll do it. And then you just jump on it and steal it right away. I'll be honest. I forget a lot of what I say. <laughs> Uh, that's okay. why I re-listened to this and I'm like oh, oh well, yeah that was pretty that smart was pretty of me funny. I, a lot of times when I'm re-listening to it I'm like oh, I've told you that where I hear your little banter or what you say and I'm like oh I didn't catch that when you said it the first time it's pretty funny good stuff <laughs> alright that should do it for this week we will see you guys next week thanks for listening see ya bye did that all while I was into my eye you are a pro. <laughs> Don't even need to see when I'm talking. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. When I have my eyes closed, my, uh, my, my, <laughs> it slurs. <laughs> You're like, uh, okay, I can talk again. My eyes are I can see. Let's talk again. <laughs>